Charities in Western Australia need to respond to a consultation paper that has been put out on the changes being proposed for the gun laws. Even if you're not in Western Australia, you need to hear this because some of what we've found is truly scary and you need to make sure that whatever happens in Western Australia doesn't come your way. I'm Neil Jenkins and you can contact us at podcast at politicsreloaded.com. He, uh, he may not be the prettiest person on the block, <laughs> but when he tells you something, you can take it to the bank. Welcome to the Go News of Australia podcast. It's the podcast for Australian shooters. You just want the political interferers taken out of shooting. Western Australian Government has released a consultation paper which explains the proposed changes that we made to the Firearms Act in that state. Responses to the paper actually are due by the 14th of November, so there's not a lot of time for shooters to go through it. The problem is the document's around 60 pages long and it's heavily bureaucratic in the way that it's written. And that's why I think that a lot of shooters might be struggling to actually work their way through it and therefore will miss the opportunity to make a submission if they haven't been able to understand what's in the document. So that's why this podcast will take you through the document so you've got an idea of the sort of things that are in it, which will enable you to then make a submission. Now, if you're in Western Australia and can't make a submission by the 14th of November, so for example, that you didn't hear the podcast in time, then don't worry because we'll explain later on what you can do. Now, it's important you do respond to the paper. It contains a lot of things that I think are going to surprise you. So unless you are 100% comfortable with what's in the paper, then you need to speak up because otherwise you're going to be stuck with gun laws that you do not want. So I'm not going to read everything in the paper, but I am going to take through the main points which I've highlighted, which I think need to be called out. The first point really is more of an observation about the paper in general, and that is that the forward by the Minister really focuses on a topic which I'll be covering later on, which is guns and crime, when really there is no recognition of guns and sport given the fact there's 90,000 licensed um, shooters in WA who actually engage in sport, um, it's disappointing the Minister actually provides no recognition at all of the sporting value of the very people who uh, matter the most. Now, the other thing about this paper that I, I, I really have an issue with is the objectives of the legislation. It is stated that it is to facilitate a nationally consistent approach to the control of firearms. Now, the Western Australian Government um, has failed to comply with the National Firearms Agreement for many years. The actual Firearms Act, for example, does not have permits to acquire, as other states do. They've, Western Australia's got a licensing regime for each individual firearm, which is costly and cumbersome. It also does not provide for recognition of interstate licences, and I'm going to cover that a little bit later on. But also the way that it's expressed, it says to facilitate a nationally consistent approach to the control of firearms, which in my view could be code for saying that Western Australia wants to rewrite the National Firearms Agreement. Uh, and, if, and that is why if you live outside Western Australia, you need to pay attention to this podcast because if what Western Australia wants comes into law and it gets into the National Firearms Agreement, then it's going to create a lot of problems for every shooter in other jurisdictions. So the paper um, takes us through various topics and I'll just skip through them uh, very quickly. 
obviously, it's going to re-establish some of the things that we're used to seeing, such as um, the genuine reason. There are different types of licences um, that that will be issued, uh, for example, for individuals, for businesses, for primary producers, collectors and the like. Uh, one of the uh, recent announcements made by the government was that there's going to be a limit on the number of firearms that licence holders can have. And the limits will be five for most recreational shooters, or 10 for competition shooters and primary producers. Now, one of the things this paper actually does talk about is the fact that if you have more than one, li one licence, the number of guns you can have is not the sum of those licences. So, for example, if you've got a licence that entitles you to five guns and another one actually entitles you to 10, it's not as though you can have 15. You will only be able to have the maximum number of firearms according to the highest category. Uh, the paper talks about retaining the current exemption for members of the Australian Clay Target Association in respect of Category C, C firearms that they had prior to 1996. That's carried through, uh, that's in, in other states and is uh, not new. Uh, nor is really anything that's specific that I can see to handguns. Um, but when it comes to some of the, the more local detail about licensing and fitness for purpose in particular, there are some new things which I want to talk about. This paper also allow, says that the law be changed uh, through regulation to allow the commissioner to prescribe targets that can be used for target shooting. And that's in relation to the size, shape, appearance, design and material for, um, for targets. Now, a lot of the detail that you actually want to hear me talk about will not be in the Act. It will be in the regulations that will support the Act. What has to happen is that the legislation has to go through Parliament um, first, which will authorise regula new regulations to be made. So we're not going to see those regulations until, until well into 2024. But for now... The legislation will be changed so that the property letters that um, hunters have in Western Australia, they will, they will be replaced by a new regime, uh, and that includes the letters, the form and manner of those letters being approved by the Commissioner. They will cease to be valid when the property is sold, uh, and you then have 28 days in which to get a, a new one. Now, the other thing... Uh, that um, I'm puzzled about really is that the Commissioner will take certain matters into account when determining whether a property should be allowed to have letters um, issued for it, which include the size and location of the land, the nature of, the, of shooting, the suitability of the firearm, capabilities of the firearm, and the number of shooting permissions already in force, and any other matter the Commissioner thinks relevant. That may really not come as a surprise to, to listeners in Western Australia, but it is a foreign concept to quite a number of other shooters elsewhere. The paper then goes through the, really at a high level what's going to be happening with uh, the various uh, other licences. It's really not providing a lot of new information. So the business licences, security agents, firearm trainers, uh, theatrical businesses, paintball, professional shooters, uh, uh, primary producers, and sorry about the rustling of paper in the background, but I'm obviously flicking through the, the paper at the moment. Uh, collectors and club licences and range licences. What we see here is that a club licence will only be approved to use category A, B or H 
firearms, HPing handguns. Whereas a range license, which tends to be more for commercial purpose, uh, can be A, B, C, or H. So the addition there for, uh, well, basically the difference there is that range license will be enable the use of a Category C firearm, which is a, a semi-auto, um, under 10 mag, a 10 shot mag or pump action shotgun. So the difference there is that the range license will enable uh, the use of a Category C firearm, while a club license will not. Now, there, were, there are two places in this document where it talks about club reporting obligations. Now, some of these requirements may already exist. Uh, they don't necessarily exist in, in all states, so I will quickly go through them. Club licence holders will be obligated to report to the Commissioner when a person becomes a member of the club. A re application to, uh, for renewal is refused. A membership is suspended or cancelled. A person ceases to be a member or a person is not a fit and proper person. And later in the document, it also talks about the powers of police to come in and inspect records. And I'll come back to that a little bit later on. One of the curious things, though, and probably the, one of the biggest single problems I have with this paper is under the section of trade licences, dealers, um, it says that a trade licence will apply to firearms and related things. Now, the question is what is a related thing and why does it matter? It matters because it comes up elsewhere in the paper and it's not defined. In fact, what will happen is that what a related thing is will be, will be spelled out in the regulations, which will be the responsibility of the police minister. So it means that Paul Papalia, when all this goes through, he will have the power to determine what, a, um, what will be treated in the same way as a firearm. And we're not talking here about ammunition or firearm, firearm parts, because those are actually uh, expressly called out in the paper. And I, I'll come back to that again soon. But it raises the question of what else could a related thing be? Are we talking about uh, cleaning rods? Are we talking about gun cases? We don't know. Paper then goes on about some of the other um, licences, which don't really uh, we need to talk about now. But on in the section uh, where it goes on about additional licensing authorities, it actually uses the phrase um, that it says any firearm license that authorises the possession of a firearm or related thing also uh, authorises the licensee to acquire take possession of the firearm related thing or ammunition and that's why i wanted to call out this whole thing about related thing because it's not a firearm and it's not an ammunition because they're the words those words are used but related thing now we then move on to section 3.3 which talks about permits for interstate travelers who have licenses now the paper prided itself on exceeding the national uh, unif uh, uniform um, uh, laws and it doesn't it doesn't even comply with them because under section 40 of the national firearms agreement it states jurisdictions will recognize visiting licensees for the following firearms and purposes and it talks about category a b firearms and for you know target shooting and, and the like so if you travel from one state to another with a valid um, shooter's license in most other states that's recognized while you're there for a competition um, or what have you. And obviously if you move into state, then there'll be a grace period where your your original firearms licence uh, uh, will, will cover you. However, 
Western Australia doesn't do that. It will still issue permits for interstate travellers. It will also recognise or provide permits for um, young competition shooters and they are defined as people, uh, young persons aged 12 to 18. So at least there's some cover for, for minors there. Here's a part of the paper that I think should scare a lot of people. The legislation will reflect the current firearm categories in the National Firearms Agreement. We're talking here about category A and B, which are rifles, shotguns in common use, category C, which are some of your, your, um, your semi-autos, uh, category D, which are semi-autos that, um, uh, that might have magazines more than, more than 10, um, category E, which is getting to the military area, uh, and H, which is handguns. Now, here's the rub. The proposed legislation in Western Australia will provide that the regulations can move, add and remove types of firearms, so they can actually redefine what the categories are, as well as introduce new firearm categories if needed. The regulations will, uh, will allow this. So it's not Parliament that's doing this. It'll be Paul Papalia. But he will then be able to uh, rewrite what the firearm categories are. And so it means that he would be able to, for example, split category A, so you can move air rifles and 22s away from you know, double-barrel shotguns into two new categories. He could create um, as he wants. It also says here that firearms that are not included in any category will be prohibited. Remember that what is proposed here is that the legislation will provide that regulations may move add types of firearms. So if, for example, the regulations provide that straight pull guns are to be uh, or not, not to be included in the category, then it becomes prohibited, unless Paul Parley decides to set up a new category for, for that kind of firearm. So we move on to fit and proper persons, which is worrying because the new laws will allow the Commissioner to take into account new factors that weren't relevant before. It's also worrying that whether you've got a criminal record or not seems to matter less now under the proposed law. So what the Commissioner will be able to take into account is a person's conduct or behaviour, person's physical or mental health, person's views, opinions and attitudes, a person's way of living or their domestic circumstances. So these are now, if the law goes through, these are the things that the Commissioner of Police can knock people out on. It then says later on that the Commissioner must have regard for a person's relevant criminal record but doesn't seem to provide any uh, requirement, um, requirements around that. So it's unclear as to whether a person's views or opinions and attitudes are more or less important than whether they've got a criminal record. I'm sure it's not going to be written that way, but that's what the paper says. The Commissioner may also consider if a person is not a fit and proper person to hold a licence based on an intelligence report or other intelligence information held in relation to that person. It says here the Commissioner will not be obligated under any law to disclose an intelligence report or intelligence information relied upon in making that decision. That exists in some jurisdictions in relation to the issue of firearm prohibition orders, where the police might declare somebody uh, basically effectively banning them from holding a licence. But what we're talking about here is not a firearm prohibition order. We're talking here about just ordinary licences that are issued. Uh, and so the the Commissioner will basically be able to um, rely on matters that you would have no 
legal right to get access to. Um, section 1.1.4 deals with health requirements. Now, the government previously announced there would be mental health assessments of tutors, but the, the language being used in this paper goes beyond that. It just says health requirements. Health presumably includes physical issues as well as mental. The paper says that the commissioner will have regard for a person's health, informing the opinion of whether they're fit and proper, according to prescribed medical assessments. What this means is that the, met, the actual nature and type of medical assessments won't be known until we see the regulations again. And it'll be, again, the stroke of a pen by the, uh, the police minister as to what they might be. So we don't have any more information on exactly what that is going to look like. On firearm training, the new requirement will be that TAFE institutions will develop the, the theoretical component and deliver it in person or online, while the practical component will be delivered by, an authorised, by authorised trainers who may include the TAFE institutions, dealers, firearm clubs, or Western Australia Police in remote locations. An applicant may also be required to attend an interview with an employee of the Licensing Enforcement Department in relation to their firearms authority application. So if you want a licence, you might have to also go for an interview. May, it doesn't say must. Uh, we then skip over to, um, I guess, the one thing in this paper that actually sounds like a positive is that no longer will shooters have to uh, have with them extracts of, extracts of licences with them, but they will be issued with a licence card. So it'll be, at least Western Australia Police is now moving to the 21st century in that regard. But that's the only thing in this paper that, uh, that sounds okay. Then we move into section 7, which is to do with security and storage. And it says here the proposed legislation will outline storage and security and safekeeping requirements for firearms and related things, which you will recall that I mentioned earlier. Again, this will uh, come down to what the, uh, is prescribed in the regulations as being rela a related thing. We then skip over to, as you apply for a licence, the Commissioner may have the power to refuse your licence if you refuse to allow a police officer to inspect the storage facilities for the firearm or related thing. So what happens in other states is, uh, some states, is that the local police officer will make an appointment with you when you move house to make sure you've got adequate storage. Um, Western Australia works a little bit differently. Uh, currently, you can provide photographs and other information rather than have the police attend. Um, but they're talking here about a physical uh, attendance, uh, and it doesn't actually require any appointment to be made. It simply allows the police officer to basically turn up at any time. Uh, when you travel with a firearm, you'll be required to have a trigger lock or other prescribed means of protecting the firearm from unauthorised use. And then, then we move into, I think, another very, very interesting area relates to that related thing matter. Under the heading that talks about security of firearms and related things in transit in a vehicle, it says a firearm must be kept separate from any related thing in the vehicle. So earlier in the paper, there was a requirement that storage uh, obligations could be applied to firearms and related things. Presumably, they could be kept together. And it's, again, not fire, not ammunition or, ma or major parts. We're talking about something else. Whereas when you transport it in a vehicle, the firearm must be kept separate 
from that related thing. We don't know what the related things will be, but if it was to be expanded to be include, for example, cleaning rods, it's basically saying here that the firearm must be kept separate from that. Now, we don't know if, if those items are going to be declared, but the, unfortunately the regulations will allow the um, police minister to declare pretty much anything to be a related thing. The section uh, that talks about the proposed um, storage requirements also uses some very strange language where it says that there's uh, storage and security requirements in the regulations will adopt a gradual storage regime that will consider, amongst other things, more robust storage cabinets of 4mm and 6mm depending on the type of firearm. Now, I think there's a couple of words missing there. I think we're talking here about the thickness of the walls of the storage cabinet. Um, but there's no reference to whether we're talking here about wood or metal. I assume it's metal. But the only numbers that actually are in this document are 4mm and 6mm. And uh, it remains to be seen if, in fact, they're talking about that being the, the minimum or whether it's simply part of the regime. We don't know. So we then go on to commercial transportation of firearms and related things again. The way that this is reading basically will require, uh, will continue the obligations around commercial transportation of firearms, but that, that will also apply to those related things. The paper then moves on to powers of police on licensed firearm premises being clubs and ranges. It says that trade club range licensees that a police officer can enter premises that are licensed to those entities at any reasonable time without a warrant and whilst on those premises inspect the premises require the production of records and require any authorised person on the premises to answer questions uh, I know some jurisdictions already have uh, a requirement that allow police to enter those sort of premises without warrant but that certainly is going to remain the case in WA also on clubs the officers of firearm clubs will be required to notify the commissioner when a person who is a member of the club is no longer fit and proper to have access to a firearm or that uh, the club refuses that person's membership or cancels the membership. That, in some jurisdictions, is, is, is nothing new, but uh, as uh, also applies, those officers will have uh, some protections under law for that. So those are the things in the paper that I felt were worth drawing out. Now, again, unless you're 100% happy with everything you heard, you need to make a submission. And you can do that through our show notes or through the blog that we've published on the 22nd of October. But in addition to that, you need to see your local Member of Parliament. Now, even if you don't manage to make a submission or hear this podcast in time for that 14 November deadline, then don't worry about the submission, but go and see your local Member of Parliament because you need to be counted as somebody who, has, uh, who takes this matter very seriously. And also because the laws will more than likely uh, not be passed by Parliament until either late 2023 or, or probably even early 2024. So there is time to influence the process. But you've got to send an email or make a phone call now to make an appointment to see your local MP and let them know that Western Australia is going down the wrong path. So let us know how you go, and you can do that by emailing us at podcast at politicsreloaded.com. But that's all we've got for today's episode, so we'll see you next time.
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and that you're on our email list. And don't forget to check the episode notes because that's where you'll find out how you can support us. Plus, let us know if you want something promoted on the podcast. Maybe you've got a shoot coming up that you want to promote. Just let us know. We'll see you at the next episode of Gun News Australia, brought to you by Politics Reloaded.